Yeah. <laughs> brain candy. Whoa. Candy for your brain. Yeah. Episode. The brain candy. The candy meister with Susie Meister. Right? The brain candy. It works. Episode 642. <gasps> oh, what so the hell is new with what's, Sarah? What's new? What is new? Nothing much. I mean, you know, just like enjoying the final days of summer. Yep. Soaking it all up. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my mom here, which is nice because I've got a built-in dog babysitter. Hmm. That is so, nice. Does you she... You know, you got to... Do the diaper changes? She does. My God. Changes, and she does the the. And I I say this about everybody in my family. It's so nice when they come over because everybody cleans. Like they can't help themselves. Wow. So I think it's what we might do when we like feel out of control in our environment. So we like clean to like Mm -hmm. feel like some sense of like control. Mm -hmm. And. uh, Everybody in my family does it, so I love when they come over because I always end up with a really clean house. Wow. And like, you know. I do not just, know what They that clean is up like. after themselves and then some. Gosh, that sounds very great. Very nice. Yes, especially my brother Luke. Shout out to Luke. He is, he will like, you will have a spotless kitchen when he's done. Dang. Yeah. I just, so. I just spread this tweet. I'm going to pull it up because it made me, I like the way it was worded. And... It was about this very subject. Let me see if I can quickly, oh, really? quickly find it. Um, well. It said, every day I clean my house and every day it appears nobody has ever cleaned my house for a matter of months. And I just want to know what's going on. <laughs> and I was like, I feel that deep inside. Yeah. <gasps> like, because oh, it does so feel like a conspiracy or something. I feel like that in my house right now. <laughs> in my own house. Like, like. I'm like, how is it just, because when I go to somebody else's house, I go to Eli's house, his house, so clean. Mm-hmm. So clean. Mm-hmm. Then I'm in my house and I'm like, why is my house dirty? Is it dirty or untidy? Dirty. <sighs> it's more like, I feel like it gets dirtier fast. It's just dirt, like, like, yeah. dustier. Oh, and I do have a dog that oh, maybe that makes a changes big thing. That yeah. may, I think about that. Yeah, pets really. And I do. And things. you know what? I'll never do and ever again in my whole life is get carpet. Carpet is the dumbest thing. It's Why do we have that? The most disgusting thing. That in is the, world. the most disgusting thing that has ever existed. We should just burn it all down. What? 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 What happened? What? Are we, why are we doing that? I know what you mean though about how if if you have carpet, you really do have to have people take their shoes off. It's insane. Like, even though I'm... I don't know what gross stuff you stepped in. And then yeah. I want to, like... Like, this this morning I went to go uh, uh, roll my back out, you know, because I'm, like, recovering over here. <laughs> and so uh, I went, I had this moment where I was like, oh, I don't want to sit on my own floor because <laughs> there's, like, two dogs in this house. Yeah, and, and one of them people, wears a diaper. Well, she wears a diaper so that we don't have any problems like that. That is exactly why she wears a diaper with like, with like high absorbance. So like, there's no and good news. Medication is working for kidney stuff or what? For whatever was going on, medication is working. It's not happening. I'm not. I have not one time had a wet diaper since she came back. Okay, good. Doggy. Just when that lady babysitter. is, I basically write her off as a goner. I know. She comes back. I know. She's like a cat just that needed, way. She's like, just need a little, just need a little pill. Just need a little. I make I her hope, lay on her right side though. I hope the Brainiacs were as enthusiastic about the quinceanera as we were. Oh my gosh. Everybody I've told has been equally enthusiastic about yeah. it. Is very <laughs> into it. Inclu- People of all, like my mom, and my mom was like, Sarah, it is not just limited to Mexico, it's all of South America, so you have to include other people in this as well, and so I don't know, you know. Did she mean she invite like, yes. them, like, to the party? No, like, like, because I was saying that, you know, Bo's from Mexico, and she was like, and I was saying, you know, like, I don't know what I was saying to her. I think we were like, just specifying that she's not a Amer- like, she's not a United right, States not, yes, citizen. Yes, 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 She's an illegal alien. Yes, and she, yeah, she's very... Hey, no, she has her papers. Her <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. She's just a, um, yeah, what do they call that? Immigrant. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like Adam. And yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam's test was probably a little bit harder than hers. No, because Adam didn't take a test because he doesn't, he's not a citizen. He has a oh, green card. That's right. Yeah. So if he makes one false move, we're fucked. He's out of here. <laughs> yeah. Nice knowing you. Yeah. Um, but that is yeah. weird because whenever we were going to have him become a citizen, but uh, really the only benefits are voting um, and there was some other dumb thing. <laughs> but he would have to revoke his British citizenship and I am not oh, doing no, no, that. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't want to free health care. God forbid. No, we are not doing that. It. We're keeping that. Oh, yeah. We're keeping that. Come on now. I, I mean, we, like I'm involved in this. Yes. That's why I was excited for Lincoln to be a dual citizen. Yes. Because if he does need the health care, he, he can go. Yeah. He has a Heck passport yeah. from England and America. Look at that little guy. I know. It's the coolest thing. That's I tried to tell him like it's going to get him a lot of like chicks interested. Totally. I think because like that's super cool. It is super cool. Also that his mom and mom's friend slash aunt. I think it's kind of – I don't know how I feel about that when people call like ants that aren't ants ants, but you know. It's or sweet. make make them do it. I don't know. I know what you mean. I Oh, I wouldn't make him, but I do want him to feel that yeah. you are family because you okay. are. Well, he does. He better. Yeah. yeah. Um, want to hear the but. sweetest story? What? 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 what, what? Um, so uh, he and I do everything together. We went shopping the other day and I had seen a dress in a window at J. Crew, and I'm like, come in here with me and let me look at this dress. We go to the rack where they had all the sizes and stuff and he looked yeah. at it and he goes, you know what? I don't. I don't really like it. And I'm like, okay, I, I see what you mean. And then I'm like, but let's look at it on the mannequin because it looked better on the mannequin. So we went over the mannequin yes. and he was like, oh, I do like it. That, that looks really nice. And then I looked at the price tag and I was like, I, I can't do it. You know, when you're like, you want yeah. it, but you just can't. Yeah. And so we left. And then he took my mom to the mall no he didn't and bought it for my birthday sarah no he didn't no he didn't stop it Susie meister i'm gonna cry right now i was so touched he thought about that oh my god i'm gonna cry he held that in his little child heart it truly was not a big, like, dramatic thing where I was, like, mulling it over. I was just like, no, I just can't do it. It's too expensive. And I forgot all about it. It was a special moment for both of you. And he recognized that and said, Mom wants... Oh! Ah! Ah! We're cutting onions in every episode! Oh, my God. And when I started opening it and I saw where it was from, the oh box, my God. I was like, Lincoln, you didn't... And I was oh, like, "You're the happiest in the whole world." I can't. I go. I got to return this. I can't. Like, because it was too much. Like, and then he started crying because he thought I was really going to return thought, it. You know, like I didn't. And I was like, oh. "No, I." It's the most touching present anyone's ever gotten me. Oh my god! I could see his little kid brain being like, "What? We're going to return it? No!" Oh, I just gosh. couldn't believe it. It was just he overwhelming. was so. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful, touching gift. Come on, what ten-year-old boy? No. Zero. Does Zero that. ten-year-old boy. And I I kept talking about it, and he was probably like, okay, that's enough. But it no, was so don't moving. stop talking about it. That's really beautiful. Like, think about, oh, and think about how, what kind of partner he's going to be. I hope. That's what I wanted to reinforce. No, that, not you hope, because he's learning that from Adam. He's learning that, like, he's learning that from you. You, this is a, oh, you man. don't just do that. That's something that... You pick up like that people care for other people in that way and that's special and he's going to take care of somebody else like that in a way that's like he's going to have a good partner who's going to be like grateful oh my for God. that. The ah! thoughtfulness. Uh, <laughs> it was so touching to me. Mm-hmm. I am so moved. I could cry at any moment just thinking about it. And he nailed the Very size nice. and everything? They had a big conversation about the size. They had to ask the lady, like, what do you think? And then I tried it on. It fit perfectly. Oh, my God. He's so like, yeah, it is. That's really sweet. That mm-hmm. guy. That yeah, that guy. guy. That little guy. I'll tell you what else we love. Studs earrings. Oh, Sarah. my goodness. We keep talking so about this, this off the air. Everybody forever and ever because, like, 
I was so excited. They are so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, first tell the people what we're talking okay, about. Okay, well, so studs earrings. Yes. Like, okay, so you know I got my ears pierced, and Sarah's yep. freaking buying a piercing gun. Yep, already she- did. We're doing that tomorrow. It's going to be the best. And we're just really into, like, getting tons of holes to put in all these cute little... Yes. Like studs. Yes. And so we found this company called Studs. They make basically those earscapes where it's like... Yes. Earscapes. Oh my God. It's so cute. It's so cute. Yes. And they're like themed. I got the cowgirl theme, which is adorable. Yep. And I got the goth theme. And then it was my friend Jessie's birthday. Shout (laughs) out to Jessie. So I got her little huggies that were like little... Um, uh, like with little stones in them, the cutest thing. She put them on and I was like, oh my gosh, they're like dainty and delicate. But also I wore mine the whole time I was camping. Yeah. Stayed in. And are comfortable. I take, I take showers with them. Like this stuff does not, my ears are so sensitive to anything. My ears do not turn green. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm freaking obsessed. So yeah, I'm getting more pierced. You can go to studs and get pierced. Also, their locations, yes. which is super cool, but their collections of earrings are just great, and they look even cuter in person. I was so yes, impressed that's what when I'm they came. Yeah, yeah. Because then I bought another pair, and I wore, it and I was like, Mm-mm, different kind of gold, different. Yeah, this studs. Is, these are nice, and they're like right. Uh, there's like weight to them. You know yeah. what I mean. I so like that. you want studs, not duds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Really cute and affordable. Uh, right now, studs is offering our listeners 20% off your first purchase with promo code BrainCandy. Go to studs.com and use promo code BrainCandy for 20% off your first purchase. That's studs.com, promo code BrainCandy. You will love them. You're going to love them. They're so cute. And they stay. The little clips, like, they stay. The, what are they called? I huggies? did everything. Hug- yeah, huggies. Yeah. They're, so They're little cute. hugs for your ears. Like, yeah, we love They're hugs. so cute on the second hole. Oh, oh, oh. I'm wearing serious. Them. Oh, I'm wearing them right now. You can look. Okay, yeah. If you're on Patreon watching the video, you can see that some of little huggy. And then here's my little goth knife. I think it's so funny that you got... That's Tuesday's yeah. Sacrifice got Metal. a new earring. So, yeah, she did. Um. Okay, moving on, because I don't want to keep yes. crying about I know, I'll talk about motherhood earrings for forever. Or, or that. Um, <laughs> let's start... Um, oh God. Um, remember how I think, well, it was last year I watched the Woodstock 99 documentary that was on HBO. Oh, Susie, 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 Susie. I can't, are you talking about the new one that just came out? Yes. Susie, Susie. (laughs) The new one's on Netflix called Trainwreck. Did you watch it? Yes. Nightmare. Trainwreck. Total. What were your thoughts? Because you hadn't watched the other one. No. Okay. Tell me what you thought. So I, this was the fire festival. If it actually happened in like some weird way, I feel like, and if fire festival were like a little more organized, that this would have been the result. I think I, what is really sad (laughs) to me is that the people who were really responsible for this like downplayed the severity of it so mm-hmm. much. I think that like I I feel like I may have been doing like running like doing stuff around the house and missed some of it. But did they touch a lot? I feel like they didn't really touch on the sexual assault Correct. part. Okay. That yeah. was it. So that's the part that I felt like was missing in this because yeah. like it was they, under discussed. It really it was wasn't un- yeah. Focused on. And I felt like the, the, there was a lot of discussions on the conditions, which were horrendous and horrendous. they were even worse than, than ever imagined that I could, I had any idea. Oh, just the idea. Oh, it was, Susie, it, was it really, really was like the perfect storm of shit storm, a, a hellish experience because everything was sort of set up to be terrible some of it was in their control and some of it wasn't like the weather, the heat wasn't, you know, anybody could prevent that. But 
they're on asphalt, so they're just baking. Then there was no water, and to get water was like fifty dollars. You know, insane. In order to get enough the toilet water, situation. then because they didn't have showers and water, they broke that pipe, which then ran into the uh, porta potty area, and they were yeah. swimming around in shit. Oh my god, it was so gross. I, I, yeah. At this point, I believe I had sat down and like had a little snack in front of the TV and I was like, nope, <laughs> not anymore. Put that away real quick. I was like, can't eat to this. Well, Holy crud. If you listen to the episode where I talked about the other documentary, I said it gave me literal nightmares. I had nightmares about it. And I was like, is it because yeah. like COVID and the crowds really freaked me out and then the rape and all that? It was just like yeah. my brain was at all yeah. of my triggers in one yeah. place. Yeah. And... um. Then this one <sighs> highlighted different things, and it really exposed the the callousness of yeah. the people organizing it mm-hmm. and the greed mm-hmm. and how they really did not care if people were suffering. Mm-mm. That might the away. irony of some song that was something about like lighting a fire yeah. as things were burning. Yeah, and like the break shit, limp like, biscuit. Yeah. It oh, was man. really it 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 felt like there was a lot of like simmering, like things simmered for a long time and started to boil, and then it just exploded. It that and that kind of slow like f- like building of crowd aggression, yeah, mob mentality, mob mentality is very terrifying because it felt like watching it the that these young white men were within their, like that they had the, they felt entitled to do this. Like they felt like they had the right to do all this because of how they were being treated at this festival, which yes, I agree with, but like, holy crap, they just tore this to pieces and lit the thing on fire. And well, and imagine if Black and brown people behave that way. Oh, please. Everybody would be arrested and everybody would be, it would have already been. Like, they would have been dead. Yeah. yeah the, they would have been the, a shoot. Um, they would have all like, come on, come on. Yeah. Ta- oh my God. Yeah. It was horrible. The previous documentary did a whole uh, focus on a man who went, who was really excited to see Metallica, which I don't even think they really mentioned Metallica in this one. But he ended up dying from hypothermia, hyper, hyperthermia. Hypo, too hot? Too hot. What's hyper? Is hyper, yeah. yeah. Hyperthermia. Mm-hmm. He got overheated and died. And also because of dehydration and stuff, there was just not enough water for human beings. It's fucked it's up. Really fucked up. And it really, I thought... And then it, they blame, oh, it's about just a, a few in the crowd who were... Uh, responsible for everything going on. They and then totally... they did the montage of like all of the people doing it. Yes. Because the coordinators, Mike Lang in particular, he was the one of the coordinators of the original Woodstock. And here's why I think this is relevant to brain candy. This is a perfect example of someone who their sort of mo- their peak in life then mm-hmm. became their identity and uh-huh. that guy just could not let it go. He he was obsessed with recreating what happened in 1969. And sir, yeah. there is context that, was, that yes. is missing from the yes. the ones in 90 and then 90, was it 95 and 99. Then they didn't say this, but he tried to do it again in 2019. Oh. And they couldn't get fin- financing. So it didn't oh, work out. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. But like that guy just could not let this go, even after people died. Yeah. And wow. My God. But he's chasing that, uh, that former self, that, that, that. His glory. Praise. Yeah. That yeah. Validation and, and recognition and fame. And, and I think he took credit for how special yes. that was, but that was so much more than him. That was a cultural moment in time. It's almost like if you threw a really good party. And yeah, everybody was like, yeah. And yeah. everybody was like, oh my God, they talk about that party for yeah. forever. And then you keep trying to recreate that party when you're, and it becomes kind of sad. And like, then the people who come are like the worst kind that you don't really want at that party. Because if you're still partying like that. And you're <laughs> right. Like, come that's on. A, 
Yeah, it's yeah. really disturbing. But it was it's sort of changed. It was named appropriately because you couldn't look away. Right? Train wreck. It yeah. really was. Like you just I kept watching being like Me too. I've already seen a documentary on this and I'm watching it again. I couldn't believe Human it. Human behavior is really fragile and mm-hmm. we are all susceptible to that mob mentality. Yeah. Yeah. But especially oh. when you're like a white man and know that there really aren't consequences for things. Yeah. Disturbing. Yeah. I thought the artist's reaction of like, they really got them in and out of there fast and they all look terrified of the whole thing. Yeah. Imagine if you were like Cheryl Crow or Jewel. Yeah. Or uh, Alanis. They didn't show her that in this one, but they showed her in the other one. Alanis was the other female uh, performer. And how I love her. They the all the crowd just starts saying, you know, show me your tits and all that. Oh <gasps> no, they didn't. Oh yeah, it's all of them. Cheryl, <sighs> Jewel, and Alanis. It was just like show me your tits. That's all. Like why? <sighs> That's why the other day uh, here in Pittsburgh, Motley Crue came. I didn't mm. go to the show, but like Tommy Lee was <laughs> doing the like wanting the crowd to show him tits, and it's like. Sir, did you? This is not the time. We're done with that. Right. Did you see his giant wiener on Instagram, though? No. Well, I look. It's deleted. I'll show you. I took a screenshot. Oh, yeah, she did. Because this might be one of the first dick pics I've ever received. It'll be from Susie <laughs> of Tommy Lee's dick. Okay, let me find it. I keep showing that it to people because so I do find it really funny. The caption just said like "whoopsie," which cracked me up. Here it is. Okay, so I'm. Where am I going to send it to your phone? Yes. Yeah. To your phone. Okay, you're in for a real treat. I mean, you have you seen his wiener on his sex tape? No, I never saw it. You never saw the sex tape? Uh uh-uh. uh I've never been one to like have a curiosity of like what those videos were all about. Like I've never seen Kim Kardashian's or Paris Hilton's or like any, I don't really, I'm not watching that. No, I didn't watch it either, but it, you know, it is legendary. Like people always talked about his giant wiener. Okay. I'm sending it to you. I do hear that. I mean, this is, I thought it was flaccid. Adam says it's a semi. Whoa. (laughs) That's a big dick. Wow, he straight up put that on Instagram. And look at the caption. That is bold, sir. (laughs) That is bold and bold. Okay, zoom in. Do you think that's a wax job or a shave going on? Shave. Do you? Yeah. Somebody else said they thought it was a wax situation. Well, no, I think what he might have done is is there. it's definitely a shave on the... This is so Great. funny. No! Tommy Lee and I have the same revolver hip tattoos. <laughs> Stop it right now. I'm like, wait a sec. If I look beyond the dick, what is that? What is... No! This is my new favorite thing. This is awful! I don't know what... what uh, oh my God, everything about this is bad. Susie, I was looking in the mirror this morning and I was like, my tattoos are shitty. No! Like, they're not good. <gasps> Which one? No, they're not good. They're the what? Like they're they're fine, but they're just like the position where they are. Like what the, the the it could all be. They could have all been well done to like fit the body in like a way that's real. I got to do some some uh, some work on here because what? Looks, what are you gonna do? I need to like. I don't, I don't know. You just have things. This. You can. You could just like tattoo over some things, and then I don't know. Maybe I'll get the. Like, I just need things like to be touched up. They, it's it's kind of like a boob job needs to be like fixed up every now and then because like things yeah. get the same thing. Like like ink is it's just not good. It needs to be. T- I don't. I need some stuff. The happening. funny, well, because you have said you have Tommy Lee's tattoo. This is insane. <laughs> and you, you know what? I now what I'm thinking it is actually. If yeah. it depends on what that tattoo. Could it be laser hair removal? Mm. I wondered that because you told me it shouldn't be called laser hair removal. It should be called yeah. laser hair reduction. Laser hair. Yeah. And which the other I thing tell I'm everyone. Is that see, the guns don't have any tip, 
any ends on them. And when I got laser hair removal done and they accidentally hit my tattoo spot, it burned uh, it off in a way that kind of looks like the edge of that. So oh. if, they, if he got laser hair removal down there, but he, you could see some stubble. Wow. I have a picture of Tom Lee's dick on my phone. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, I better screenshot this. They're going to take it down any minute. But it was up for yeah. about six hours. Not that I was tracking it. it he but. and I may, must have gotten tattooed at a very similar time. He and I, like, this could be my tattoo. These, these could be my tattoos. <laughs> well, when it cracks me up because you, that, you, whenever I say, which tattoos do you regret, you always say those revolvers. Yes. Yeah. But maybe now the you only love difference them more? Is mine have mine no worse. <laughs> worse. I, I have to take this now. off my phone. What? I have to, I don't know if I should I like yes. it feels weird to have this on my phone. Yeah, but when what I if you need it later? Image, you're right. I'm gonna save it. I'm definitely gonna have to show somebody. I'm gonna be like, oh my god. I keep Look throwing it, it away. Twinsies! And then <laughs> I'm gonna, I can't wait to like promote this episode just for this part <laughs> which we you know didn't what? Even it, plan on talking about i feel bad yeah and it's really funny when like if you think about the subject matters we talk about in some of the episodes that you <laughs> talk about, you'd think that these were my episodes yeah. if you're like we talked about woodstock <laughs> throwing Bobby shit Lee's tattoos and tommy lee's tattoos whose episode are we talking about? well and speaking of hair you know let me just say i got a text from my sister the other day and she goes Tell me the truth. Does Nutrafol actually work? Yeah. Because I think people genuinely want to know. Like, Yes. And I said, of course. yes, it does. And my stylist noticed that oh, my hair good. was growing fast. I mean, you can, if you're on I, Patreon, you can see my roots coming in. You can see. And I judge how fast my hair grows by how yes. much root I have at the time that I get them retouched. And it is so awesome to see so great. it working. And I'm so yes. thankful because even though it's going to take a long time for all my hair to come back after the tragedy, um, yes. it's just a, encouraging when you have progress. And I swear by Nutrafol, I've had several people DM me and ask for me to level with them also, which is cracks yeah. me up. Right. I can't emphasize this enough. If something's garbage, I'm not going to talk about it. Right. Get hit the road. Me. No, it doesn't stay. It doesn't stick. No. Out of here. Because I know that you guys value our opinion and I don't want to betray you. So now you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code BRAINCANDY. You can save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere. It's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. And whether it's like um, after you have a baby, sometimes you lose your yep. hair. I sent it to my friend Allie. Shout out to Allie. And or like if you have hormone changes, there's so many ways that women can suffer from this, and it sucks. Or if you have a bad stylist, like I did. Um, but this is something that can help you get your hair to grow and be healthy, and I recommend it. Anyway, yes, love. So yeah, Tommy Lee. Mm-hmm. And his dick. A wiener that he put on Instagram, and Sarah has the same tattoo. plural yeah so that's fun for us okay yeah i'm gonna Um, get a bunch more tattoos i think that's what i'm gonna do because then i like blend the other ones what are you crappy in you're gonna do the other arm wait you yeah yeah maybe like the other some of the other arm and then like more around like my chest and my sternum and stomach and stomach well not like stomach area but like you know like like rib cage area and like because you're still like not thinking of having kids or is it like jury's out i feel like the jury's still out no i think no there was a moment where i i actually did think oh i could have a a kid with this guy Hmm. the other day which was kind of a nice thought that is a very nice thought regardless of whether you do or not right it's like i would do that is it is he into kids or what's his deal yeah i think he feels like me oh really yeah Maybe a lot of people feel like that because the world I think a lot sucks. of people feel like that. It's very hard to, you know, and I just feel like I'm just now getting like my career started and, and living the life that I want to live and like, gotta, I got to enjoy this part a little bit before, you know, yeah. everything was kind of put on pause for a while. Yeah. In life. That's so true. You know, okay. that was like four years. So we should have like four years of, by that time I'm like, eh, I think I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah, right? Ugh. So loud. You mean life? 
It's so loud. No, like, you know, being in a house with children. Oh, yeah, it is loud. That's true. Yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> I'll come over and be with yours, but it's very loud. I uh, don't know if you've seen any of the press for this, but I cannot wait to read the book. Um, I'm glad my mom died. What is this? It's by Jeanette McCurdy, who was on iCarly on Nickelodeon. Oh, she was yeah. the wise cracking best friend named Sam, I think her name was. Did Sam have curly hair? She had blonde hair. No, okay. I don't think she had curly hair. Um, wise cracking best friend. Okay. What is, I want to look it up real quick. Jeanette McCurdy. The book is I'm Glad My Mom Died. Mm-hmm. And it's a memoir. And her story is so compelling. And her, um, it's essentially that her mom was very, they grew up Mormon and, um, the Mormons have had a tough year, a lot of bad press for the Mormons. So if you're Mormon, yeah. a hashtag, not all Mormons. Um, right. but anyway, they were homeschooled and <clears throat> her mom was very controlling, showered her until she was 17, for example. Well, that's straight up abuse. Performed breast and vaginal exams. Oh. That is sexual abuse. And, yes. And taught her at the age 11 calorie restriction oh, no. that caused anorexia that she could have died from. It was so severe. And um, the mom died when Jeanette was 20, I believe, mm. 20 or so. Yeah. She's now 30. And so she's done all this self-work to wow. recover from parental this abuse. Like a good book. I'm going to choose it for book club because yes. even though that's an extreme situation, I think it's relatable in a way Yeah, because Jeanette is so um, uh, astute and self-aware and she's so smart. And so mm. she was able to sort of like recover and heal through reflection and the work that it mm. requires. And puts it in a way that shows how we're all, we can all be beholden to our parents yeah, and the ways that our parents throughout our lives continue to sort of like, uh, what's the word? Affect mm-hmm. our exactly. decisions and choices and feelings about ourselves, And yeah, hers is just an extreme example. And it's very difficult, you know, I see this with a lot of people that it's very difficult to hold a parent in two places in your heart, a parent or anybody, that we tend to want to put people in a category, good, bad, they were the, you know, helped us or hurt us kind yes. of thing. And it's really, really, really hard when some of the best parts of who we are maybe the good parts of a parent that also was very abusive or hurt us. Mm-hmm. So we have to hold that parent in two different places. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I work on a lot. That's something that clients work on a lot. That's something that people I talk to all the time work on yeah. frequently because it's very, um, I think it's something a lot of us can relate to. Yeah. And like, she acknowledges that she she says that she still misses her, yeah. You know, and that that it's not all bad, but that it was necessary in a way for the mom to die in order for Jeanette to be a fully realized person who can then mm. look back and appreciate the yeah. good things and not appreciate the bad things. Mm. And I think that's a really complicated idea for a lot of people, yes. but it's so yeah. relatable. Absolutely. That some relief can come with death. And I think people then have the good old feelings about the feelings when they feel guilty about that. That's what she but, said. She she said that exact yeah. thing that right after the mom died, she was devastated because yeah. who is she without her mom? Mm-hmm. She was reliant on her by design. And um, she would be so sad. And then she would get a, she would call it a wisp of relief. Mm-hmm. And then she'd feel guilty about the relief. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. is so relatable. Yeah. 
And I just want to remind everybody that feelings are just feelings and we're supposed to have those. They tell us information about what to move towards and what to move away from. So those feelings are not something that you can control or not something that is like, oh, if only I thought about him or her better or only if I were different in some way, I wouldn't have this feeling. No, you're going to get when you're when you're body senses that it's not going to be in the same kind of pain or not going to be exposed to the same kind of um, whatever it may be, like same kind of hurt or trauma or whatevs, it will naturally feel a sense of relief. That tells you like you move away from that thing that's causing you pain. Hmm. It's a reminder of like what to move towards and what to move away from. Hmm. It's so hard. It's so, so, so complicated and so hard. But we just have to not judge. Again, we, that we just don't judge the feelings. The feelings are all part of the human experience and just have compassion and understanding and try to kind of like zoom out on the feeling rather than lean, like, you know, try to like zoom into it, I guess. She also talks about... Um on Nickelodeon, the since shamed uh, showrunner Dan Schneider, oh. he ran a lot of the shows on the network, and he—if you saw him, you'd recognize him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like one of the biggest names in children's TV. Um, worked on all that and Keenan and Kale and all those shows. Oh yes. But he was, this is. he was fired for basically being inappropriate. And yeah, he started as like a child star on the, and like he stuck. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. And he, they, on YouTube, you can find this, there's like montages of all the shows that he directed or created or produced where yeah. he, uh, the little girls were showing their feet, like entire episodes about feet. He was, and then what on Twitter? He would, as an like later, he would be like, "Send me your uh, a picture of your feet with your name on it." Like he was open about oh, being obsessed with feet. Hey, okay. oh, that and is very uncomfortable. She said that he offered her alcohol and you know would like rub her back, and other people experienced worse worse things than she did, even, but. He's a complete creep. He is a creep. And I was thinking about how, like, television is such a weird thing for children to work in because it's a bunch of people, from my experience, who never grew up Mm -hmm. forcing kids to grow up before they ought to. (gasps) It's such a weird Mm. dynamic. Uh, Do you see what I'm saying? What? Yeah, but... uh, I wonder about the females in these roles and how they would be different. You mean hypothetically, if there were? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't think it's of so any. Fucking sad, right? <laughs> like, because I think about like the Gina Davis project or what I think. I don't know if that's what it's called, but like the one, the thing that she's working on. Yeah, for equity. And, and I wonder about how if these things are as, I don't know, noticeable or present on shows where there is a balance of women on staff. And yeah. On. Well, I mean, Jeanette's like, we really need a child psychologist on every set. No shit. Like, this is so obvious. This is very obvious. Mm-hmm. That like... They, uh, uh, that is now a really good idea for a job opportunity. Yeah. That somebody, that is a great idea. You are just a consulting child. It could be like, this ain't right. What? Hang on a sec. You mean to tell me that you do any fucking TV show that's like uh, um, uh, a law and order and they got a criminal uh, uh, consultant who's like, yeah, that word is right. That thing is right. You have somebody who is on a medical drama. They have a doctor there who's like, yeah, that's how you do it. Those are the right medical terms. But you do a children's show and you don't have anybody there who's like, yeah, this could all be not okay for... I never thought about... Who's controlling this? Yeah. 
And she said, even just the concept of like your psychology as a human being is different than the psychology of the character you're playing. And that can be confusing for a child. And uh, somebody who knows could help them navigate the complexities they're in. (sighs) Mr. Rogers was the only one who did it right. And because he explained it and showed us all. I'll tell you something that's great for kids of all ages, and that is the backbone device, which is so fun. Oh, yes. It is so cute. There you go. um, This device that you you can put your phone into, it's like connects in there, and then you can turn it into basically a personal portable game gaming device gaming console yeah gaming console wherever you may be um they just released an official licensed controller for playstation backbone one playstation edition um but basically it's just like super fun if you're you or your family is into gaming they will love this lincoln and adam love it I am not a gamer and completely am illiterate when it comes to like knowing how to use controllers of any kind, but I see the joy on their faces when <laughs> they are using it. Um, like you can go to uh, the app store, you know, and you can play all the different games that they're already playing, but just on this portable device. Yes. Go to playbackbone.com slash brain candy now to order your backbone for a limited time and get free access to over 350 console games and perks. Backbone yes. is now the official partner of Diablo Immortal. Not only is the game specifically optimized for backbone, but you can also receive $10 off in-game perks. Find your adventure at playbackbone.com slash brain candy. Such a great gift for kids. Trust me. Wow. Or or adults. Yeah. Kids, I mean, and who, like, who knows what to get kids these days? That's a great one. Yes. It's so fun. And it, I just think it's so great and they love it. So do it. Um, yeah. So that's a downer because my God, it's so simple. It's how we feel about the challenge. We're like, they could remedy our gripes real right. easy. They just choose not to. And I also feel what you were describing earlier, how you have to separate like sometimes the parent yes. that's abusive is also one that provided some really great things for yes. you. Yes. Um, same with like the challenge and the shows that we did. They were imperfect and they caused some mm-hmm. distress and trauma, but they also provided really great things too. And those are not Absolutely. mutually exclusive. Correct. It's really hard for people to kind of hold the two in their minds. I know. And it really gets I do a technique where I put the good in one hand and I feel, well, first actually you got to start with the not good. Put the not good in one hand and I feel the weight of that and like the heaviness of it. And I almost imagine it, like I close my eyes and imagine it as like an, like all the things that is like the, the not good, the unsafe part or whatever. And put that and like feel like the weight of it. Imagine the color. Imagine like what it feels like in your hand. And then in my other hand, I picture the good and all of, even if it weighs less, sometimes it weighs more. Sometimes it's a few things, but they're heavier. Sometimes it's lighter, but that feels better in a way. Like it's kind of nice that it's light. Sometimes it's like they're more impactful. So it like has like a big energy glow to it. And the other one is kind of like dark and heavy and you can kind of like hold them in two separate places. And then as you kind of become comfortable doing that and, and hold those two things separate, you can sort of in your mind, move your hands together, or physically move your hands together and kind of bring them together. And sometimes it takes a few tries and takes some time to do that. It's amazing how our mind like won't want to do things and won't want to bring them together. So you feel like you've but, made peace with those two disparate elements i mean more like accepted Mm -hmm. that 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 there's human parts to everyone and kind of understand i think with everything i try to zoom out on things and understand the what happened to you and if you can understand the what happened to you then you can understand and then you ask what happened to 
the person who did those things to the person who did those things, the person who did because, you know, there's usually a lot of uh, compassion that can be had, but also accountability and like understanding what can be learned and how to kind of recognize those not good parts in other people while um, not ignoring or shying away from the good parts, um, you know, in other people that one thing sometimes that... like you meet somebody and they have the good parts of somebody that you don't like. Yeah. And it's hot and you can almost like reject that person because they're like, Oh, you remind me of this person I don't like, but those are the good parts. Mm-hmm. But if, if you can kind of accept those two different sides and hold both places in your heart, then you can be more, I don't know, like less rejecting of people who remind you of people who are not one, your favorite. One thing that inhibits mm, some of my ability to make peace with yeah. uh, the show stuff oh, is yeah. um, the what we were describing with Woodstock 99 with regard to the creator of it. The organizer? Yes. I feel towards the um, head of Buna Murray, John Murray, who I I really like. He's like a nice enough guy to be with and stuff. um, But I think these shows are so important to his own sense of Mm self-worth and importance in the world that he finds it clearly impossible to reconcile mm-hmm. the bad parts and like yes. the complaints that people might have with the good that it's brought. Yes. Um, so he is very much like the guy that did Woodstock 99. He'll like focus mm-hmm. on like Pedro Zamora and mm-hmm. look at what the progress we've made with the gays and whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what about... What about all the dead people and the rapes and the whatever right. happened right. Uh, because of the show? Are we correct? Maybe we could just acknowledge both parts first, mm-hmm. and maybe um, make some changes to improve the the quality of production and the safety of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I think you I almost have the reverse thing, where like you know you can't hold somebody who's it's hard to like recognize the good when somebody who did things that are bad to you. I think with him, it's hard for him to recognize the bad and something that did so much good for him. Yes. And I feel that way. It's not just him. Actually. It's a lot of the people that work on the show where they insist that we ought to be grateful without any complaints or suggestions for improvement. Any job like that. Right. Why would we, why would that be true? Right. I can be grateful and be like, okay, but I have a note. Right. <laughs> right. A few. Whatever. Especially about aftercare still. Yes. It, I mean, truly, it wouldn't even cost a lot of money. It's like they just don't want well, to admit it because it would ruin their um, mythology. But now other shows are starting to do it. So I wonder if they're, it's interesting that it's like they were the first and they kind of like set the standard. And because that wasn't included in the standard, they are not willing to change or update theirs. But now these new shows are coming out, are recognizing that that is important. They give some aftercare and it seems like MTV is like, nah, we still don't want to do that. We don't need to do that. We've been doing it our way. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But they don't realize that it is broken. It just like the wheels come off a little bit down the road after you hop off or like your ride's done. Yeah. Do you know of like, I don't know of specific shows that are offering aftercare. Do you know? Alone does. Okay. Um, and good ones. And they even offer like couples therapy. What's to the couples? Good ones. Like, like with the real, that it's not like the, their actual therapist. It's not oh. like the, uh, a psychiatrist that's hired for the show to like, you know, it's like in your area and like, there are people who are like actual, like professionals doing this. And then they like, were like working with cup, the couples, like, cause it's hard to go back to like being in a relationship afterwards. They're working with that. 
and there's like a lot of support from people who have been on the show before. Then um, I I heard about some other shows recently that have done it because people will send me messages and will say like, "Hey, did you hear this show is offering?" I want to say The Bachelorette. Could that be one? I would be surprised. Yeah, that's not show related. It would be hard to hard. I, I don't know about that one. I'd have to find out. But I know that there are some because people send me messages about them. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll take anything at this point. Good yeah. grief. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, I also watched a um, <sighs> yeah. documentary on Netflix called, I think it was called like, <laughs> I just killed my dad. Ah, uh, uh, Love Island. That was it. Oh, they, I was like, no, it off- wasn't called that. No. They're, they offer eight sessions after they return home, which is the adequate number. That is the number that I – I mean, I was always like, I'll settle with five. But eight to, eight to 16 is the number that is the, like, you know. For what? what you're shooting for. For, for therapy, like, to, like, really, like, kind of get into the stuff. Eight to 16. Yeah. For just dealing with the show shit? Or just I mean, like just getting just like your bearings. Like a lot of, I should say, a lot of uh, evidence-based treatment plans take about eight to sixteen weeks to complete. Okay. If you like, course out what you're doing and your your interventions. Well, that sure beats zero. Way beats zero. So shout out to Love Island. Weird. Never thought I'd say that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Yep. Um. Anyway, I watched a documentary called, I think it was called something like I Just Killed My Dad. And it was um, about this kid who killed his dad. And um, yeah, I saw this. I mean, it wasn't great. But what I did like about it was um, when I first started watching that the person who killed his dad was completely flat, like no affect, um, Kind of like the the stereotype of maybe like an incel or just one of these white dudes who has like no emotion. Yeah. But then once I heard his story of like neglect and abuse, it was like, oh, this is what happens to a human <gasps> being who never oh, receives like any so care. Stimulated. No care, love or yeah, direction or education. Wow. He's yeah, just like, I did see like a little bit like he didn't get any, he didn't have a high school education. Like he was, he yeah, he was homeschooled, but not even but really. Not really. Even, and when he was arrested for killing his dad, um, they were like, what's your birthday? And he was like, it's either, like he didn't even <gasps> know which year it was. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. And um, they were That's like, so sad. Can you, can you read and write? And he was like, yeah, I, I can write every letter of the alphabet. But he's like oh, twenty gosh. something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he thinks being imagine. able to create letters means literacy. Yeah. So once I understood the oh, God. depth of the sort of neglect and abuse, I was like, oh my god, this is what happens to the human brain. Yeah. When they receive no care whatsoever, and I yeah. want—I think—is it the case in your opinion that? That's sort of irreparable to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. It takes a lot. It's kind of like they're like attachment injuries that are very, very, very severe. And in order to correct it, it's kind of like the, what is the name of the, the little girl who was like the fair, like they called her like the feral yeah, child. Yeah, she was true. And yeah. She was like adopted by the psychiatrist that worked with her because they recognized that it needed somebody to reparent her from the beginning for her to be able to establish the kind of human connections where you can trust another person in a way. Like if you're, 
it's kind of like, you know, I talk a lot about how your brain has like a file. It's your file. Your brain is like a file cabinet and it creates these files for different experiences that you have. And if your file for people is super unsafe, definitely going to hurt me, not going to beat my needs. You start meeting your needs in your own way. You start recognizing that other, like you learn that people are dangerous and people are not to be trusted. And that is the opposite of what we are like kind of designed to do. We're supposed to be connected and learn that we can trust our caregivers and form healthy, close attached, secure attachments. This might sound crazy, but like, um, like it, this, in this kid's case, he Mm -hmm. was seemingly in a normal situation. Like he lived in a neighborhood and, Mm -hmm. you know, like they had computers and TV and stuff in their house. So he wasn't totally isolated from like culture. Does watching television have any impact on like their understanding of the human experience? I'm sure it does. I, I feel okay. like we've heard this like anecdotally, like don't you like people who like learn about relationships oh, yeah. and things like that from, it, it would almost be the same as like learning it from a book you read. So like, you know, but that- I don't think, but, but what, but at that age where you're, you're absorbing the information like that, your the attachment injuries happen like that, that are this severe happen in eight, like zero to three. Yeah. When you don't, you don't have the cognitive abilities to be able to like make references to be like, Oh, that those people on TV I'm watching are the people I'm supposed to emulate. Like you're, you're looking to have your most basic needs met through the things that children do to have cry, you know, like laugh, could, like use eye contact, hmm. like, use whatever little body you have, you know, like, and when a baby cries and is asking for its needs to be met in the way that it's designed to do. And like, we are hardwired to like respond to that and go like, Oh, their baby crying. And we like, I can, I, I don't even have children. I can be like, Oh, I know what kind of cry that is. That's a hunger cry. That's a, I'm a tired cry. That's a fake cry. Like I know all of the cries and you're just like instinctive. And if the baby is not, if a parent doesn't respond to that, then a baby learns that it can't get its needs met from the people who are supposed to love it. Oh my God, it makes me want to cry. It's so sad. And then it will start to learn other ways to get its needs met. So then it's like when you get like bad behavior, when you get like manipulative behavior, when you get... um Even good, even people-pleasing behavior. I have to... I have to do everything for everyone in order for people to take care of me or whatever it is. Like where, like it's, they're hot there. It's, it's very young that this is taking place. This is like zero to three really. So by the time that somebody watches TV, the, I think that's almost as like a, I mean, it's providing an alternative and, and I, I but I don't, it probably I don't feels think. like the way we would feel if we hear about a fairy tale with dragons and stuff. It's like we've heard it, but it's not right. applicable. It's not re- right. Yeah. And you can fantasize about that. And in a way, I think it might make you kind of recognize what you don't, what it's supposed to be like mm. in a in this man's, way that can make you very angry. In this case, he was um, in a loving home with his mother for... I don't know, three years maybe, but okay. then his dad stole him away, <gasps> and from that okay. point on, that zero to three was maybe a that very prevented lucky him time. from being completely yep. lost. Totally, because he's still functional. He's just like flat, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's hope for him then, since he did have yeah. those early. That's years. interesting. Yeah. Cause, Cause that's the real. It's when you're like a baby in the in the crib crying and nobody comes to get you. Okay, well maybe there's hope like, for him. Or they show you the wrong emotion. You know, like when a baby cries, we're supposed to we instinctively respond with the oh, like they see a look mm-hmm. that says a like, care. 
a care. This person, oh God, it like breaks my heart to think of that a baby just like, you know, when they find the babies who like have diapers that haven't been changed for so long. That baby has been crying and then like experiments with different ways to cry. It is the saddest thing you could possibly imagine because your instincts, everything in you is saying, pick that baby up. Like what, what on earth mm-hmm. to me, you know? Oh, it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. It was compelling in that regard. I don't know if I would watch it again, but um, yeah. this it's is interesting. The, what, what happened to you, not what's wrong yeah. with you question. Yeah. Anyway, mm. let's wind it down. Oh, you know, just end on that nice little, little note. All of mine yeah. were like Woodstock 99, like Tommy Lee's dick. Well, that was exciting. It got real dark, though. I got a dick pic today. Yeah. All right. Well, at least I did that for you. But then, like, I'm glad my mom died book and yeah. trauma at Nickelodeon. Yeah, but, you know, I think these are these are real human things that yes, a lot of people deal with. And uh, this is the brain, you know. Sometimes we can't always be candy. Yeah, yeah. Candy yeah. was the dick. <laughs> well, and sometimes your candy, which was like, let's say, Nickelodeon's iCarly. Yes. On the, yes. On the back end of it. <gasps> oh, Yes, you know? yes, 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 yes. Like yes. there's not the both. Yeah, it's bad. Bad news Everything. bears. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about all yeah. the darkness, but I do think it was insightful and probably relatable to a lot of people who've experienced bad shit, which is literally everyone. Yeah, because uh, you know we are not uh, as part of the human 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 experience. Experience pain. Ugh. You should guys should buy our merch though. <laughs> that's not painful. That is also part of the experience. That's true. That is a way to enhance the human experience with a nice, cuddly, super soft sweatshirt. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.